Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio by my good friend and partner in radio, Barnabas Piper. Pipe, we are sans Ronald this morning, and uh, it's it's maybe apropos in that we're going to uh, take a deep dive into a thing that uh, got a lot of traction on Twitter last week, and it wasn't Ron's Yoda work. Um, it was although, a list of that got some traction too. It, Ronald had himself a week, didn't yeah, he? He yeah, made some he, new friends, Piper. He made and he made some friends. What we would consider outside the camp, if you will. Yeah, was, he made some really intriguing friends, and uh, yeah, far from like diving into this as a topic without Ron, which we need him on when we do this. But uh, yeah, far be it from us to do that today. We have other business to get to, including the business of sponsorship, Piper. This is uh, these are the nuts and bolts of the media business, and when yes. you're a a multimedia tycoon like we are, um, these are the things you have to think about. So, Pipe, lay, uh, lay a little bit of promotional work on That's us. right. This is what we call the business of Bibles because that doesn't cause anyone to be squeamish <laughs> Because at that's all. not the worst thing at all. That's yeah. right. <laughs> no, our sponsor is the Christian Standard Bible, as it has been the last couple episodes. So if you've been listening, you'll be familiar. Um, they are offering free copies of the He Reads Truth and She Reads Truth Bibles. Um, it's a drawing, so you can enter to win. So if you just go to happyrantpodcast.com, you'll see a place you can enter there, or just go to the blog post show notes for this episode. Um, you'll see that through social media. So they're giving away two copies of each. Um, you can enter until October 15th. But let me tell you a little bit about these Bibles. They are they're study Bible size, but they're not technically study Bibles in that they're not, you know, so it's not sort of technical notes about, um, you know, about the interpretations of the text. It's much more of a, call it a biblical literacy Bible, I think is probably a good way to put it. Mm -hmm. So familiarization with the context, the authors, the history, and then devotional reflections to help you understand how does this text fit in the whole of scripture? What is the the meaning behind this whole passage as opposed to a kind of verse-by-verse verse breakdown. Not to mention that both of these Bibles, the He Reads Truth and She Reads Truth, are they're probably the best designed Bibles I've ever seen in terms of interior layout, cover design, just kind of the whole package. So in terms of a pleasurable reading experience, which matters to me, like I hate poorly laid out books. It drives me nuts. So these are ones that... Uh, that I absolutely love. I use the He Reads Truth Bible pretty regularly. I have one on the shelf to my left right now. Um, and actually, both of these are attached to a website, hereadstruth.com and shereadstruth.com, that does daily devotional writings to go with a reading plan that just walks you through books of the Bible. So you can kind of combine these where you use the website you use the Bible for the reading plan, and then you get this kind of whole devotional reflective experience to help you just go deeper into scripture. So again, go to happyrantpodcast.com and enter to win one of two copies of each of those Bibles. And you can do that all the way up until the middle of October. So uh, jump on it quick, share it with your friends. Um, if you don't want to wait, you can just buy these wherever you buy books and Bibles and other such reading material. There it is. I like it, Piper. Great work, as always. Piper, like looking back over the last 20 years or so of evangelical history, what, what would you say was Apex Mountain for like manhood stuff? Oh, man. You know, the, the whole like, like yes. be a man, the whole Christian man thing. Well, there's, I'm, yeah, I think peak, peak manhood had to be promise keepers. Yeah. Right? Dude. Just, yeah. just thinking quantity wise. Like, yeah. It was, they, they, we're talking NFL stadiums 
filled yeah. with dudes talking about being dudes. Yeah, but I feel like, and, and it's funny. This is a this is a matter of like connotate connotative meaning, maybe. Um, I never got the douchey, like aggressive feel from Promise Keepers. It was more like, "Hey, this is just a good way to think about your spiritual lives and do it in the company of other men." But I feel like in the mid two thousands, there yeah. was this aggressive, like you know, "Hey, be a man, don't be a wuss," you know, like like that whole yeah, like the whole, the whole sort of man up. Thing. Yeah, that was like a, that whole thing feels way different than Promise Keepers. You know that what I'm was saying? Attached to a certain collection of of pastors, who, yeah. who aren't largely pastors anymore. Actually, um, yeah, I think <laughs> Pro- Promise Keepers was different because it wasn't aggressive manhood. It was much yeah. more like the character of manhood, and it yeah. was, there was a lot of talk about servanthood and yeah. loving your spouse or significant other or kids or whatever, and yeah. and, it, and it provided a lot more sort of wholeness. For yeah. people who had been, you know, like if they if they were fatherless or those kinds of things, it it yeah. rebuilt some relationships. By and I mean, I'm sure there was a downside to it because everything has a downside. But by mm-hmm. and large, I had a really positive impression of Promise Keepers. Yeah, same um, man. My my memories of it are almost 100 percent positive. Yeah, the, um, the the early 2000s to mid 2000s rise of like <laughs> the aggressive cage fighting. Yeah, tough guy eating, Christianity. Yeah, tough guy Christianity, like that that stuff. Um, I I would say that had more downside than up. Dude, and it's funny <laughs> to, with that to, to because, be like, I like tough guy stuff. I mean, I've played and coached football my whole life. I was boxed for a while. Like, I really like that. But like the whole tough you also, guy. You also like Jane Austen. I do love Jane Austen <laughs> and. Yeah, like I like and a whole I, bunch. Of I don't mean things, that in any in any disparaging. Yeah, way. no, I, man. I, I, I know it. Like, I know it. it. It, I will read poetry while watching football. That's yeah. not. That's not. An, I mean, that sounds like a delightful Sunday afternoon to me. Actually, so yeah, I, I get it. I totally get it. That doesn't seem weird to me at all. There, it would seem very weird to the the tough guy manhood crowd, yeah. though. And so. I don't know where that fits on this seminal list of manhood things. Exactly. Speaking of the tough guy manhood crowd, I feel like we had like a 10 a 10 year like almost a decade long break with from stuff like this where we went like a hot minute without anybody putting out some subjective list of what it means to be a man, but weirdly enough it happened a week or so ago and this was in conjunction with what was it like Mark Dever's birthday or just some strange Mark Dever thing. Yeah, uh, it was so yeah, what was there, the was, occasion? there was a pastor in North Carolina who who posted this in yeah, in honor of yeah, it was either Dever's birthday or the anniversary of something. Um yeah. I I kind of wasn't paying attention to that because the list itself so captivated me. Yeah, so I want to talk I want to break this down in various categories, and um, this this is just going to be our episode. So this is the manhood episode, but I want to talk first, Pipe, about just the the existence of the list itself, and firstly the the appearance of the list. So it, it looks to have been like laid out on distressed paper, the type of which uh, provided the backdrop for like wanted posters in westerns. Yeah, very parchmenty. So, like, yeah, it's very parchmenty. It's very like brown, uh, for for lack of a better term. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, heavy on the earth tones. Heavy on the earth tones. It looks like it would be tacked to like a like a tree stump. You know what I mean? Or like a like yeah, with a Bowie knife. With a Bowie knife. Yeah, somebody would have like stabbed it into a tree stump. And if you were riding your horse in in a western, you would come upon it and be like, oh, 
this is this is some great food for thought. Um, yeah, so it's called 99 Steps Toward Manhood. Um, it's by a guy named Clint Presley, who neither of us know. Uh, I, actually, I actually do know Clint. Not oh, personally, dude, tell me about but Clint. By, by reputation. Is Clint famous? What, what like, uh, tier is he in? He's, he's Southern Baptist famous. Ah, there you go. So he's, okay. you know, well-respected. So Clint is actually, he's a really good pastor of a yeah. really healthy church. I think it's called Hickory Grove in North Carolina. Nice. He is, by everybody who knows him, both this wonderful, likable guy who's also like acerbic, sarcastic, funny. Yeah. He is a he is definitely a steroidal pastor. So just oh, just a he's doing big, a lot of lifting, a lot of. But you know, okay. I got to get a visual on this guy. Well, look him up because what he is known for is more than anything. Just his aesthetic is being like a classic Southern sharp dressed preacher. Like we're talking. Oh yeah, um, we're talking. Gentleman. Yeah, like double breasted suits. Yeah, um, just the full thing, like shiny leather shoes. He, I mean, he looks crisp and pulled together all the time. And so yeah, he's he's thick too. He's definitely yeah. done some. He's done some deadlifting and some back squats for but, sure. And the thing is, he's 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 built like a former athlete, though not like a not like when you see Stephen Furtick, you're like that is a guy who got beat up too much and decided to lift weights. Yeah, not just Clint, a guy who like preens in front of his mirror. Yeah, you look at Clint Presley, you're like. He he probably played outside linebacker, and, Dude, and, here's and my, just kept up with kept up with his his good lifting habits. So here's my issue with with this man, and and no shade at all toward Clint Clint Presley. Maybe we'll get a chance to hang in real life at some point. But like the kind of guy who would sit down and come up with a list like this, the subtext is like. I have this manhood thing figured out and everyone needs to be more like me. And a guy who would think like that is a guy who I would never, ever want to hang out with. Not for one minute. See, um, the, the other alternative is Clint, I think, is he's probably he's probably about 10 years older than me. Okay. So which which puts him firmly in that stage in life where he's just sick of dumb kids. Yeah, because I'm. Sure. I'm mostly sick of dumb kids because yeah, I'm not I would realizing say I'm mostly sick of it too, but which is funny because you, your entire occupation is working with dumb kids. Well, um, dude, it is. But like, I, I also really enjoy the kids too. Right. Like I get exasperated from time to time, but I, I keep going back because of how much I enjoy it. I just, so I think this, this reads as a list to me of somebody who's watched one too many, like 18 to 24 year old, like morons roll through the <laughs> doors of his church yeah, and is just like here. Do these things and come back to me once you've checked them all off. So it's it's it feels like a fed up list to me, not like yeah. a master list of manhood. Yeah, which I don't know. What do you think of a fed up list? Like as a just as a thing to do, knowing what we know about 2019, knowing what we know about the internet. Clint Presley had to know that he would get eviscerated by every like Twitter harpy that there is because of this, right? Um, well, I don't know. Cause I think he deleted the tweet. I had to go, I went looking for it and I couldn't find it. So he, Interesting. he I don't know if he thought better of it or it was just like, I'm sick of hearing all this crap or yeah. whatever. Um, but, uh, so I think that, I think the fed up list has to be contextual. So yeah. for example, at the day we were recording this on a, on a Wednesday, Wednesday evenings, we have a men's theology, men's Bible study here at church that I co-lead with one of the other pastors. I would nice. put both of us in the category of like, we like tough guy things, but neither mm-hmm. of us are like stereotypical 
you know, grunting, violent yeah. manhood type of guys. Yeah. And and so this list we could we could take into that group and go through like tongue in cheek and occasionally laying into guys and yeah. sort of like, you know what I'm sick of? I'm sick of this. Yeah. Because there's twenty five guys in the room who we've been you know, figuring out this stuff with for months, but to put it yeah. on the internet is just a recipe for like take shots at me. Yeah, for sure. And to be fair to Clint, man, I love a whole bunch of these. Like, I haven't read the list exhaustively. I haven't read it one to ninety nine, but I'm looking at the first four. Trust Christ as Lord. Yep. Yep. Read through the Bible once a year. I love that, man. That's good. Uh, yep. Memorize large passages. I love that. These that, are all things I didn't, that I, I would... didn't like that one because I don't do it, so it convicted me. And yeah, uh, I'm terrible not a big, at it. Not a big fan of things that convict me, actually. It's one of those ones that I would like to be better at. Yes. You know, so I, I, I do celebrate it. Write down prayers. I've, I've ridden with that one for a long mm-hmm. time. I really like that. Um, I will never be early to church because of who I'm married to. Um, so, <laughs> but, okay. To so throw. that just means you need to skip to the, the relational part and figure out how to, you know, if, does he say anything in there about like loving your spouse or making compromises or whatever? Dude. Um, yeah. Like the, like the Uber manhood types would be like, bro, you got to lead your wife, man, get her out the door sooner. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. So. They would be like the Flintstones dude. where they drag their wives around by the hair or something like that. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. I mean that the first, so his, his part on the Christian life here is, <laughs> is yeah. largely They're really, good. really good. They're good. Yeah. Um, you know, when he says things like, take your Bible to church, Yeah. you know, like take your phone to church and use it as a Bible, but just don't look at anything else during the service. You know, he's got yeah. like, don't watch pornography. Uh, we've discussed good. that on this show. Yeah. We're fully in favor of not watching pornography. Yeah. Um, Dude, four biographies a year. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not checking that box. Like yeah. as far as Christian biographies. I mean, if, if sports biographies count, then I'm, I'm, Good to go on that one. Yeah, That's somebody. It. So I, I posted the picture of this to our our Facebook page, our Happier mm-hmm. Facebook page, just to kind of let people know it was coming. And one person responded and said, "How many of them have to be military figures?" Oh yeah. And I was like, "Well, it could be that or political figures, because you could read uh-huh. four Winston Churchill biographies a year and check." Dude, check Christians, the these Christian dudes, man, they love them some Winston Churchill. Right. They love that. They love, yeah, any any of the old like Civil War ones. They they ride with those. Um, but yeah, not, not so much me, but, um, all right, let's, uh, let, let's parse this on a more specific level too. Um, I had a, I had a hard time with some of the personal habits once, yeah, yeah. um, in that I, I cuss and I complain more than I should. Um, I, I believe this entire podcast is built around sort of like a, Tap Low key or, complaining about ta- stuff, well, or 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 high key complaining. I don't know, and, and trying and not to cuss. Tap tap dancing around <laughs> swear words. That's right. Exactly. Um, yeah, that one. I honestly, the one on the on the personal habits that got me was don't cry. Dude, I cry at the drop of a hat these days. It's See, crazy. I don't. I'm yeah. not a crier, but that's not yeah. because I'm tougher than other guys. It's because I just don't cry that much. Yeah. Uh, but when there's a thing that that needs crying about. I'm not opposed. Yeah, not opposed I just, to like there, there are weepy guys. And I think that like, yeah. I, I'm assuming that's what he's talking about. Just sort of the yeah. weepers. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. But even that, like, I don't, I don't think that that's attached to manhood. Yeah, dude. And I also, I think it's nature more than nurture. Uh-huh. I mean, it's like screaming at a guy for being short, right? You know, be taller, like, you know, like, like this, this weekend we were at a lake house and, um, I have nieces and my nieces couldn't believe that I hadn't seen the movie The Help. Mm-hmm. And they screened it for me 
And dude, I probably cried through two thirds of it. You know, it's an incredible, like evocative movie in that right. way. So, you know, I'm, and there, there's a, a 0% chance that while viewing the help, I wouldn't cry. You know, even if I like thought about baseball or like willed right. myself not to do it, I would still do it. See, you know? movies almost never make me cry. There, there yeah. it is almost always real life things. So it's, it's either real deep soul things, real pointed family things. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, or something that's just something that's painful. It's, it's so it's yeah. usually not external things, although not always because and often yeah. those things can go together. But yeah, that one, that one just. Uh... Dude, have rigorous daily exercise. Yeah, whatever. I mean, that one to me seems like be more like me, um, yes. which, yeah, it's a good idea to exercise. But I don't know, whatever. That's kind of dumb. I know. I know a lot of guys who are great who don't exercise. So uh, I liked the one that says be able to do at least 25 push-ups in a row because I yeah. can. Um, yeah. However, I I don't care if somebody else can't. Yeah, me me neither. Don't wear a hat inside is just stupid. Nope, I, I mean, wear a hat all the time. I wear dude, a hat I wear hats. I'm wearing one right now. I mean. Uh, I'm not because I'm recording this from the church office, although if I wore a hat here, nobody would care. Exactly. That's just a cranky guy being like, be more like me, harumph. You know. Yeah. The, okay. So the one on this, the one on the personal habits that got me the second most, besides don't cry, was uh, sleep less. This yeah. is this is where it tells me that he is yelling at cranky young men. Yeah. Because like this is not a list for a a thirty something who's trying to be a better man. This is yeah. a list for an eighteen year old who's an idiot. Uh, yeah. I sleep on average five hours a night, maybe six. Like six and a half to Dude, seven same. is a really good night. And I'm yeah. perpetually tired. If Dude, I, sleep I would kill less, the sleep eight die. hours. Are you kidding me? See, yeah, I, like, if I sleep more than eight, I feel hungover. But uh, yeah. but like seven to eight would be good, and I never get it. I get it maybe yeah. once a week. Yeah. No, same, man. And I think that's a function of, I don't know, probably being a parent and being the age we are. And I don't know, just your your body's changing. You're, you're well, not just, able to sleep. 10 hours in a row or whatever, it's, like it's you could also, college. Yeah. I mean, it, sometimes it's a function of wasting time. Sometimes it's a function of too much to do in the time you have, you know, if, if yeah. you have kids and a family and you want to spend time with them, but mm. you also have writing projects to do, you have work to do, and maybe you want to read a book or watch a show. Like at some point sleep is the thing that goes. So dude. Yeah. So the next category attitudinal, I like all these with the caveat that like, I think these are all great for women too. Like, yep. um, you know, I, I think that has nothing to do with gender, like learning to take a joke. Great. Everybody should do that. Being able to work hard. Being... And in fact, and in fact, uh, as somebody who has made the occasional woman cry with my sense of humor, <laughs> I would like it if more women learned to take a joke. That's not a gender thing at all. That's just have thicker skin. Oh, I figured they were crying because of how thrilled they were with your with your wit. You know, they were just overcome. <laughs> I, I tried that for a while until I, you know, lost friends and was forced to apologize and things. It had, it's been yeah. a while. I haven't made somebody cry in a while, but there was a stretch of life where it was regular. Uh, yeah. I was also a jackass. So, um, yeah, Dude, have, the, a, have a good work ethic. That's not a male specific thing. I'm trying to yeah. teach my daughters to have one of those. Um, yeah, be having a, a mentor is a good idea. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I be a little competitive. I mean, I think again, this this tells me that he he is aiming this at utter slackers. Cuz yeah, be a little totally. like be a little competitive doesn't mean anything to me. Dude, also my my lady is way more competitive than me. Like we almost ended our marriage over Monopoly at one point. <laughs> like 
She's the most cutthroat, uh, <laughs> like capitalistic monopoly player there is. She's a savage. Um, so yeah, I mean that that one is is not gender specific. I don't think. Okay, so relational qualities. Okay, here we this go. This one this one's kind of all over the. Yeah. It's all over the map, man. I'm I'm all for being nice to your mom. Uh, again, I think that goes for daughters too. Yeah, now, in some cases maybe more so because yeah. daughters and moms can can have a little little bit of a contentious yeah, relationship. They can. That can get that can get tricky. Dude, the whole handshake thing, uh, I'm sorry. I, I don't know. Like, it's 2019. If I shake your hand sitting down, it doesn't mean, like, right. so uh, anything. It, there's, two, there's two handshake ones on here. There's, uh, there's the develop a firm handshake, which I am in favor of. Like, that's just, yeah. to me, that's a little bit like making eye contact or whatever. It's just sort of like, that's a respectful thing to do. If you do, like, the limp fish handshake, I feel like I'm going to break you. And I don't, I'm not yeah. like a hand crusher. Like, I'm not trying to win a handshake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to shake your hand. But the never shake sure. hand sitting down, uh, mm-hmm. you know, this, some of this just sounds like my granddad taught me this and we never had a reason for it, but we considered it respectful and nobody can explain yeah. why. Yeah, sorry, bro. It's not. It's not Downton Abbey. You know, get over. Yeah, yourself. I'm also not going to uh, bow or kiss the ring either. So, yeah, standing in the presence of a lady. I mean, I, I don't know. Like is that lady I, or is that female? Like how are right. we how are we gauging this? Because if somebody Dude, right. walks in and I'm like, yeah, not super ladylike. Do I need to stand up? Right. Like I do my job in a classroom, and there's like girls coming and going at all times. Like. If I had to stand each each time one of them like entered the room, it'd be a leg day. Yeah, Every you, day would you'd be, be like standing that. up and sitting down more than an average evangelical worship service. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. So I, I just, you know, I, I think I I probably ride with the the spirit of this, but not really the letter of it. You know, um, forty two walk toward people. I, I don't know what that means. That you know what that sounds like? Huh? It's yeah, like, no. I it's like the it's like the hidden Yoda tweet of this list. Yeah, I feel like we could we could workshop walk toward people into some like Mm -hmm. there's probably some leadership principles of that. There's probably some I mean, there's a relational principle. There's a like, I don't know. But here's the thing. If I saw Clint Presley walking towards me and he's got his his seersucker double breasted suit and his shoulders that are like wider than a Honda Civic, I think I might be intimidated. Dude, can we talk about that for just a second? Because you 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 said something intriguing to me like. I think there's a certain kind of Southern man who's just over the moon about what a great Southern gentleman he is. You know what I mean? Oh, that's 100% it, it, true. And I, I find myself just patently disliking all of them. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't like guys who are super impressed with themselves. And um, I don't know. I feel like that's a turnoff. Well, it's, to me, it's it's just like the the churched up version of being like a University of Tennessee fan, where you wear that hideous shade of orange everywhere. Like you're just identifying <laughs> yourself with a thing that is. It's very culturally specific, yeah. And it and it it doesn't have anything to do with the inherent quality of who you are. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I totally agree. Um, it's very like appearance driven, and. Um, I don't know. That just seems weird to me. All right. Next category. Well, can, can I – so on the relational oh, yeah, qualities, yeah. I had a cu- couple more yeah. quick things. So he has on there, don't ever quit. Um, ever is yeah. a big word. It um, really is, isn't I, it? I think there are lots of things that people should quit. Yeah. Um, like he also like, – they should quit crying. They should quit cussing. They should quit complaining. According to this list, they should quit doing things. So yeah, ever is a, a big word. Yeah, there's a bunch of things they should quit. Um, 
So the last two in this one, though, practice encouragement, uh, that that could almost go up under Christian life, not relational yeah, qualities. That's that's really yeah. important. Uh, and then be confident, not condescending. Yeah. That one – so here's the thing. That one is maybe one of the most specific to men of anything yeah. on this list. Yeah. That one and, and, and then don't look at pornography. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree, man. Except that like I feel like half of this list is condescending. So it, in, in a sense, it's, it's a contradiction of itself. Like fair, um, always wear a watch or don't wear cargo shorts. And, and I get, I get it. He's not trying to like, you know, uh, write some definitive thing here. He's, he's being a little glib and a little tongue, tongue in cheek, but like a lot of that is condescending, you know, um, it just is. So that's, that's true. Yeah. All right. Next, next category relationships with the opposite sex. Um, what do you think of this one, Piper? Uh, right, any, gonna, anything jump out at you on that on that one? Take a quick fly over here. Yeah. Um, dun, dun, dun. I don't know what he means by go to the door always. Does he mean like open the car door? I don't know. That one stumped like, me. Like go to every door? That, that, would, get, yeah. that would get tedious. <laughs> just, I guess that's what uh, my dog does. She just runs to doors. Um, dude, maybe, he's, maybe it's on the level of like if you have a date with someone – I don't know. You don't just like idle your motorcycle and like smoke a cigarette in her driveway. Like, oh, like James yeah. Dean. I don't I think know. That's you what know? it is. It's like, don't sit in the driveway and honk. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I'm down with also, that. Also, who would do that? Like no one. Yeah. You, you do that. Like, and usually you're not honking anymore. You're like texting and being like, I'm out here. But yeah, there's a certain, yeah. like you have to get to a place in a relationship where you can do that. Be like, Hey, just pulled up. Yeah. Um, yeah. so pay on a date always again, yeah. this is a, now that's my inclination. Yeah. However, that's not like you have to be contextual with that. And yeah. also like when people are start like when there are single people who are 28 and 35 and whatever and trying to figure this thing out, that's not how it goes. And yeah. so yeah, that's not uh I don't think that's a fair one. Let's see. Be attentive without being a stalker. Um I'm always in favor of people not being a stalker. That's good. Um doesn't that strike at a deeper sort of heart issue, though? Because I, I feel like people who are stalkers are just needy in probably an unhealthy and unbalanced way. So, I mean, another way to say that would be don't make an idol out of any other single person, you know, in, in yes. the sense that, like, I think if you're a stalker, you need attention from that person more than you need any other single thing. So. Right. Um, well, and the thing is, like, being a stalker and being attentive have nothing to do with each other. Because yeah. attentive is when you listen to somebody and, you're, okay, you're hearing what are their favorite shows, yeah. music, candy, whatever. Like, you're learning yeah. things about them so that you can, you know, give them Serve gifts, them better. Serve yeah, them yeah. better, you know, be, be kind, essentially. Uh, and stalkers, yeah, there's just a selfish, like, obsessiveness about it. And it's you're not asking or listening. You're simply like you're hovering and looking them up and things like that. And that's I mean, I think there are guys who do that and they make women very uncomfortable. And I don't know that they necessarily mean to. But like Mm. if you haven't gotten to a point in your relationship where this is okay, like showing up at somebody's work with flowers is weird. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Um, Have a short engagement. By and large, I think that's good advice. Um, Yeah. I feel like once you've said, will you marry me? The rest of the time you have together is just getting to the the wedding part. Um, do the dishes, okay? Yeah, um, 
what that feels that feels like a marriage thing, not like a eighteen yeah. year old can't get his stuff together thing. Mm-hmm. Don't look at your phone. I caveat on that one on, unless she's calling, and then please look at your phone and answer Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh miscellaneous. We got a lot in this category, but yeah, this These one are, this one was a bit scattershot. Yeah, that that was exactly the word that I was going to use. So, uh, okay, I want to skip to number 67. All right. Um, I want to know what these quintessential southern gentlemen, what do these guys wear to the beach? Because uh, I'm going to I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm a, Like, I wear flip-flops. I wear them in the summer because it's oh, 150 oh, degrees don't, here. Don't bury the lead on this one, Ted. We have to read it. It says, don't wear thongs. Yeah, and then parenthetical. Underwear or footwear. Yes. Exactly. First and, of all, uh, don't call flip flops thongs, right? Because Who calls when them people, thongs? When old people, uh-huh. but everybody else thinks of thongs as the underwear version, and that's yeah. uh, that's an entirely different visual as well as comfort level and appropriateness in public. So, yeah, I don't. There seems to be a rising tide against men wearing flip flops in general. I don't get it, and it's strange. This to me, 67 to me is about some sort of like genteel Mark Twainian kind of uh, formality, you know? Like, yeah, like this guy, yes. this guy would never go to the beach, right? It's like, like, it's like the picture of Tolkien sitting on the beach in a suit smoking a pipe. Like, that's, yeah, that's what that's, I picture Clint Presley doing. That's what I picture too. And this, this guy, for all his back squatting and deadlifting and shrugging and, and, and benching, like he's not taking a shirt off at the beach. He's 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 not going to the beach. His his idea of like whiling away the time in the summer is like sitting on a porch in his plantation style home in a seersucker suit, probably with some pair of like really nice leather um, slip ons that you wear without socks. You know, that's as informal as it gets for a guy like this. Whereas for me, man, it's 150 freaking degrees here in the summer. I'm wearing shorts and, and flippies, man, and you can you can take that to the bank in the summer with me. But not cargo shorts. That's on the list a little later on. Yeah, not cargo shorts. Wear wear a belt. Okay, apparently that's um, like a, a huge manhood deal. I okay, don't know. so on the wear a belt thing, here's the uh, here's the hang up on that one for me is that uh, it's it's usually old guys who need to be told that. It's yeah. like it's like the dumpy dads who tuck their you know their graphic T-shirts with like I don't know Rush concert yeah. from 1974 into like pale wash jeans with no with belt no and belt. white sneakers like yeah they yeah. that's the guy who needs to hear this yeah if he there's also the version of the young guy whose pants are falling halfway down his butt and whatever but honestly that looks better than the dumpy dad so I'm whatever wear a belt if you yeah. want. Uh, wear a belt if you're wearing clothes that it goes with. Like, don't wear a suit without a belt. You look funny. But Yeah, exactly. Wear shoes with shoelaces. Subtext, be more like me. Wait, he never or, wears this. This dude is absolutely a loafer wearer. He's a, He's got to be a loafer wearer. Dude, if he's going to do seersucker suit in the summer, he's for sure in loafers. Which don't that doesn't, have laces. Right, right. Because that doesn't look good with a with a laced up. I'm calling BS shoe. on that one, Clint. Yeah. Um, learn to polish a shoe, subtext, be more like me, learn to tie a tie, be more like me. Miscellaneous. This is a big be like, be like me category. So Um, uh, yeah, let's just run through some of these that these, these feel very much like shots at people who didn't have a dad. 
Learn to tie a tie. Learn to polish a shoe. Learn to drive a standard transmission. Learn to use jumper cables. Learn to build a fire. Learn to split wood. You know who taught me how to do all those things? Your dad. My dad. There are a lot of guys who didn't have that luxury. I don't know that it's fair to put it on guys. Well, first of all, most shoes don't need to be polished these days. That was a different era. I have two pairs that are polish worthy. Um, And yeah, so those are all things that are like, those are dad things. Not not inherent manhood things, nor a thing that a guy should be shamed for not knowing how to do. Yeah, no, I agree. Don't use too much hair product. Yeah, whatever. Uh, As Mr. puts coconut oil in his hair, and I'm sitting here with like hair wax and hairspray involved in mine (laughs) currently, I'm like, I don't know what too much is, but I haven't gotten there yet because it was just right. Piper, I don't know how you are at work, but I, I have a desk drawer. I keep a desk drawer full of like, Extra deodorant and hair product. Like I just – I don't want to get caught without it. You know what I mean? I don't want to be caught like unawares, you know, and, and, and needing it. So Clint Presley would – he would have take umbrage with that, I bet. Um, 77. Uh, he's, he's also balding, so there is that. Dude, 77, get rid of neck hair. Now, I, I got to tell Done. you. That yeah. Was, that was also a gift from my dad, the not having neck hair. Yeah, and I've got a long, magnificent mane of hair, so really it's 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 not an issue for me either. But like, okay, Andrew Luck, one of the manliest guys I'm aware of in the last decade, he, he invented having neck hair, okay? <laughs> so, like, yes. Andrew Luck invented, he was, he, he's, he's God's gift to neck hair, but he also might be God's gift to being manly. So I'm confused. I don't know. I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Um, 78, um, get a dog. I'm a cat person. Um, it's fine. I mean, but I like I, dogs. I'm an absolutely a dog person, as discussed at length on this. Um, I don't care if people have pets. I like I don't it if people don't. I like it if people don't have cats, but again, that doesn't have anything to do with gender either. Uh, learn to defend yourself. I, I would say learn to defend others. Actually. Yeah, there you go. If we want, you. if we want to make this a gender thing. Um, yeah. if, if men got better at defending those weaker than themselves, this world would be a better place. So oh, I agree, I'm man. I agree. make an edit to that one. Okay. Number 80 is that I think this is the most be more like me thing on this list. Totally. Totally. Get a good fountain pen. Yeah. You know what? Bite me. That's yeah. what I, I'm no, I'm not getting found. I hate fountain pens. I hate them so much. I hate the Dude, way they write. A- I hate the pretension of them. I hate people who every time you're like, I like this pen, they're like, but it's not a phone. You know, go away. I don't That like one is that. a stupid, poncy, schoolboy, elitist, uh, nonsense one. Yes. Dude, I, if I had a fountain pen, I would lose it. I would break it. The ink would get all over me. I don't want that in my life. Man. I write. I mean, I'm right-handed, but I write like a lefty almost where my hand kind of curls around the top. Dude, same. I just, so I it gets have, all smeared all ink up over. to my elbow. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. Um, comb your hair before you go out because it's the 1950s and you have a pompadour. That's okay. Right. Uh, uh, return calls within an hour, texts within a day, and emails within a week. Only one of those do I generally agree with. And it's emails one? within a week. Yeah. And when I say generally, I mean very generally. I, I don't – you get to – it's your phone. You get to choose who you do and don't. Like you don't have an obligation to be reached. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you should be polite, but also not everything needs to be returned. I don't. Yeah, yeah. What about stop with video games? 
Um, I mean, I by and large, I think the world would be a better, happier place if fewer video games were played. I would not attach that to gender or to maturity necessarily. Yeah. Um, I think in all things, moderation applies there. Also, that reminds me of another one. I would not attach learn to defend yourself to a gender either. Um, I just think it's a good idea. I think it's a good idea for like everybody to kind of know how to handle themselves a little bit. Right. And in fact, yeah, to the point that I I was making, if if women knew how to defend themselves um, and men were pointedly defending those who were more at risk, uh, there'd be a lot fewer issues. So yeah, I'm down with that. Wear an undershirt. Number 90. Okay. Yeah. I was going to ask. Okay. Number 90. No. White. I mean, I I do agree. If you're wearing an undershirt, it should probably be white, but, Mm -hmm. uh, the only, I, I wear undershirts for one reason only, and it's because it's at 7,000 degrees outside, and it it's one more layer that the sweat has to get through before I get pit stains. Yeah. No, totally. Um, don't wear Crocs, whatever. Um, Be a carnivore, dude, just, not an herbivore? I don't care what people wear on their feet or what they eat. Like, I, I generally, in most cases, just don't care what other people do much at all. <laughs> <laughs> now that now that I think about it, <laughs> just to sum up, I don't care. <laughs> I really don't, man. I mean, like, wear whatever you want on your feet. You know, whatever makes you happy, bub. You oh, know, I that's... wish. You know, <laughs> I just wish Ronnie was here right now because number ninety six would mm-hmm. trigger him. He would. Th- this would be the point where he goes into silent protest. R- Ronnie is Mister Crumpet. I don't even yeah. know what Mister Crumpet is, but it's Ronald. Drink you know? coffee, not tea, Mister Crumpet. Like he even threw yeah. in an insult on that one. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so but don't, I, but don't be condescending. I'm. I'm. A, I. I drink coffee by the gallon and yeah. drink it black, and not because it's manly. Just I enjoy it sure. that way more. Um, however, yesterday our church staff had sort of a send off for Ray and Janie Orland, who are riding off into the the sunset from Emmanuel. And one of the other couples on staff put together what is, because they'd spent the last few months in England, had put together a, they put together a high tea, which I honestly had no idea what it was, but it's the kind yeah. of thing that would have had Clint Presley flipping tables. Like we're talking floral oh, yeah. china, scones, quiches. Oh, yeah. And honestly, I was way out of my element. Yeah. But I participated and uh, I learned <laughs> that things like clotted cream are really good which I didn't know what it was. It sounded disgusting. It sounded like what happens when you leave cream on the counter. But um, I learned a lot. And I will just like to say that I don't think it's unmanly to do things like drink tea and eat scones. Yeah. Again, man, if you, if you're a a scone guy, if you enjoy eating that, like, like go for it. I'm, I am a scone guy. My lady makes incredible scones. Um, So scones quiche. I like quiche. Dude, quiche is just an omelet in a different form. That's, all it is. Um, so yeah, I don't know, man. I'm, 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 I find it hard to get worked up about some of these, um, in terms of what, what people are doing. Always wear a watch. Nah. Um, I like watches. I have a watch. Um, I don't always wear it. I forgot it today. Not a, not a huge deal. Um, don't ever get a manicure pipe. Have you ever had a mani pedi? Have you had a pedicure or a manicure? Um, I never have had either. Um, I, dude, I, I would, be, I, I would be hard against that, but not – I don't think it's for gender reasons as much as I don't like – I don't know. I just don't want people messing with my feet. Dude, they're great. Or or my fingers. I understand that manicure is, is fingers, yeah. folks. 
Yeah, no, they're really nice, man. They're really nice. So I don't know. I, I think, but I could see, I could see with the ethos that Clint has going on, he would he would take umbrage to that for sure. Um, I don't know. Some of these are good. Knowing how to change a tire, use a chainsaw. I mean, yeah, like if you got stuff to cut down on your property, it's really good to know how to use, use yes. a chainsaw. But and that, that's um, that's another dad one as well as a context one. Like if you grew up yeah. in Brooklyn, right? I was good. I was just gonna say that if you live in like. 600 square feet in Manhattan, like you're probably never using a chainsaw. If you, you learn know, how to use a chainsaw, you're a psycho. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Nope. Yeah, you're using a chainsaw in like, yeah, mm-hmm. in, in, I don't know. All right. I, Manhattan, yeah, you're just, you're going to prison. I have one last question to wrap this one up with. And man, this sounds, and again, conviction here, because this list isn't all bad. And, and I think Clint is probably a good dude. But um, my last question is, how good do you think Clint Presley felt about himself when he wrote the last word of this list versus how good do you think he feels about himself now? So like scale of one to 10, um, I just put the finishing touches on it. I hit publish versus today. I bet he stands by every word of this and thinks that the people Mm -hmm. who are offended are snowflakes. I agree. And I think you got to be that kind of guy to write this kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and, and I'll be honest with you, man. This is a little, like, sincerity here. I am not that kind of guy. I second guess not everything that I do, but it, as it pertains to, like, interpersonal stuff and people, you know, getting their feelings hurt by me, I, I lose sleep over stuff like that. But um, I would love to live just a day as one of these guys who don't sweat stuff like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like it would be so fun. To be one of those guys who's just like, yeah, whatever. You know, I stand by every word of it. Um, I don't know, man. I'd, I'd like to know what that feels like. Yeah, and I, I, I fall somewhere in the middle. I'm not a second mm-hmm. guesser, but I also, like, when I look at this list, almost all of it applies to me in terms yeah. of, like, not that I'm, like, the quintessential man, but I'm like, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I do these things or I try to do these things or I have a dog yeah. or I don't have neck hair or whatever. Yeah. But – Nothing makes me a bigger tool than judging people by that standard. Totally. You know, an 18-year-old kid at 30 – I mean, here's the thing. There are people who I want to rake – I just want to drag behind my car for how much of a slacker (laughs) they are as a man or for how they treat women or whatever. But that's Uh that's very different than like you didn't learn how to build a fire. What's wrong, you sissy? Which is a little bit what this feels like. Dude, I know how to build a fire. I just suck horribly at it. Like if we're camping or we're in any kind of like a fire pit scenario, just innately everybody in my friend group knows like I'm the last guy to ask how to build a fire. Yeah, I'll be fumbling around with it for hours, you know. Um, I have a friend, man, uh, my my buddy Lance. He he even has – he has like a perfect man name. He just crushes all that stuff. He's so good at all of it. Lance is a great just dude name. He could have written this list. So He should have. Like if, if, if my buddy Lance had written this list, it would be a thousand percent better. Um, here's, here's the one I'm hanging my hat on Piper. It's number 72. Which one's, that? um, learn to drive a standard transmission. The car I'm driving now is a stick shift mm-hmm. and I learned in high school cause I had a great dad and he taught me a bunch of stuff. But, um, if I had to hang my hat on one of these, it would be that I think I, I, I drive the crap out of a stick shift, man, and and I think people would be impressed if they saw me doing it. Secret perk of driving a stick shift, nobody ever can borrow your car. I know. I love that. Uh, it's really good. Um, Piper, this has been fun, man. Any any final uh, thoughts in, in kind of a parting shot kind of way on this? 
You know, I'm I'm gonna hang my hat on be able to do at least 25 push-ups in a row. Dude, there you go. I'm just, I'm just going with that, and I'd like to keep doing that until I'm like 60. As long as I can keep That's doing great. 25 push-ups, then like I guess I'm a real man. Yeah, there you go. You're you, a real you, man. You drive a, a manual transmission. I'll do my push-ups, and we will be real men. There you go, Piper. Well, this has been uh, this has been a podcast hosted by two men, two quintessential men. You yes, know? men about men. And as soon as I leave here, I'm going to stroll out of my office with my seersucker suit, my walking stick. Your hair combed, your tie tied. My hair combed, a fedora that I'll like doff amicably at a woman. While walking at her. Don't forget that. And and making eye contact. I will walk at her. Yeah. And and if I'm sitting down in my seersucker suit, I'll stand up as soon as a lady walks in the room. And don't forget, next time you go out with your wife, you need to pay. Yes, always paying. I'm just making it rain all over the place. So um, this has been uh, this has been instructive, Piper. We have learned a lot wandering to and fro throughout all things manhood. And until next time. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. Looking for ways to stay positive? Brighten your day with the free story behind podcast. Hear weekly short stories that showcase true joy, love, and hope. Listen now at lifeaudio.com or by searching for story behind wherever you get your podcasts.